Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I am your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And it is Wednesday evening. It's September sixteenth. It's almost nine o'clock. Uh, I'm going to be doing a little bit different formatting from what I've been doing uh, in the past. Tonight, I'm just going to be talking about the Thursday night football game, and then I think tomorrow I'll talk about the noon games uh, separately. So tonight, it's strictly uh, the Bengals at the Browns. So if you go to thefantasyfellowship.com, we're going to look at the Week Two start sit charts. And I'm going to probably spend maybe 20 minutes breaking this game down. Uh, I figured Thursday night's a really big deal for some people. you got to get those, those start sits right. So if we see here, uh, I have my start sit column here, Joe Burrow versus Baker Mayfield. This should be a lot of fun. I'm excited to just sit down and watch a full game of Joe Burrow for once and uh, just see how, how things are going with A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, all these weapons. Uh, so we see the Bengals at the Browns. The Browns are six-point favorites. I really don't know. Uh, how I feel about that. I think the Bengals might be able to, to make this game a little bit closer than that. So, uh, and then I have, uh, I guess when I'm looking at some of these things, I have some stats. So basically we're going to be looking at uh, some of the things that they did last week. So if you go to, I, I love this link of pro football reference. And if you just scroll down uh, just a little bit here, you're going to find the the game boxes, you know, the game logs from last week. Uh, so let's go ahead and we're just going to hop into the Bengals at the Chargers game. I'm going to break down some snap counts and some things that I noticed uh, so when you come to this link, you can just hit snap counts and it'll shoot you down here. Um, but some things that stick out, uh, we see the, the, I mean, we know the Bengals are going to use three wide receiver sets for the most part. Uh, so John Ross, I think it's really interesting that he was the leading snap, you know, the snap guy at 84%, 57 total snaps. And then you see Tyler Boyd, 55 uh, snap count, 81%. And AJ Green was actually the third most used receiver at 45 uh, for 66%. And then if you keep going down a little bit here, we see this was kind of weird to me. I thought Auden Tate would get a lot more run based on his training camp that he had. Uh, but we see Mike Thomas, Auden Tate, and T. Higgins. These guys basically rotated as the fourth receiver the whole game. Uh, so they each logged 15 snaps, 22% target share or uh, percent snap share. And then Alex Erickson kind of got a little bit of snaps at the end. Uh, and then a couple other things to go. If we look at the running backs here, we see Joe Mixon getting 40 snaps at 59%. Uh, that's, you know, that's, that's fine. Uh, Giovanni Bernard here at 20 snaps, 29%. I, that's kind of what I figured. I figured almost like a 65, maybe 35 split. Uh, but this looks like they didn't use AJ, or they did not use Joe Mixon as much in the passing game that I liked. Uh, and then as you see, no other running back is getting snaps here. So if anything happens to AJ Green or to Joe Mixon, I think Giovanni Bernard is going to be the guy to target. And then we'll click. Uh, we'll, like, we'll we'll go over the tight ends real quick here. Uh, so you see CJ Uzama with 49 snaps. 72% snap share, and then Drew Sample down here at 24 snaps, 35% target share. Uh, and then you have uh, Sathan Carter. I think he was just used for a blocking play. He's more of a special teams tight end. You see his special team snaps are really high up there. Uh, so to me, this looks like CJ Uzama is, is the guy to potentially target at tight end. Uh, so now that we've seen the snap counts, we know John Rocks is the guy that's on the field the most last week. We know Tyler Boyd's going to be pretty much on the field at all times. And then they kind of rotated A.J. Green with some of these other receivers here a little bit. Uh, but everything about John Ross, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, these are going to be the heavy guys that do the heavy lifting for Joe Burrow. Uh, so I, I think that's a pretty good snap split for these guys. And then if we kind of just scroll back up to the top here, I'm going to get all the way to the top of the page. We're just going to click on player stats, and we'll kind of see how Joe Burrow decided to move the ball around. So we have the Bengal stats here. We see Burrow 23 of – 36 targets, uh, 193 yards. That's a little bit low. Uh, he did have a pick. He didn't throw for a touchdown, but he did add a rushing touchdown in the column here. And he ran eight times for 46 yards, uh, which is, is, I mean, I kind of figured Bur Burrow would be, you know, good with his legs. 
Uh, but I didn't picture 46 and a touchdown right away. I think I only had him projected for a touchdown or two on the season. So the fact that he's already here, it really has me thinking he can maybe add 30 or 40 yards on the ground and he's always a shot for a rushing touchdown. And then you see uh, the carries are really interesting. Like we talked about at the beginning, Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard, the Bengals only use two running backs. Uh, so you see if they're going to run the ball, they're giving it to Joe Mixon. He had 19 attempts. The only other attempt was to Giovanni Bernard here. So if they're going to run the ball, it's Joe Mixon. Uh, we see 69 yards here with just a seven-yard run for Giovanni Bernard, uh, which is nice. That's a good yards per carry. Uh, but the targets, this is where it got weird for me. I mean, only two targets for for Joe Mixon. I think that needs to be a little bit higher. Uh, he caught he caught one of them for two yards. Uh, and then we did see a fumble lost here. So I don't know if that had anything to do with snaps and play counts and stuff. Uh, but I'm really not too nervous about the Cleveland Browns defense. I think they're going to try to feed uh, Joe Mixon. But we see 19, you know, rushing attempts, one reception. That's about 20, 20 touches. He's going to be in somewhere in that 20 to 25 touch range. Uh, and we'll see if he can get in the touchdown, uh, the column this weekend. So I feel pretty good about Joe Mixon being your your fringe uh, RB1, RB2. And you see here uh, the, the table just reads, you know, where I'm ranking these guys in fantasy. Uh, so I have Mixon up here as an RB1. I view him as an RB1 slash 2. Uh, you're going to be able to use Joe Burrow as a quarterback 2 in Superflex leagues. Uh, let's just pop over to ESPN real quick, and I just want to see exactly where he finished. Uh, I play in, a, in quite a bit of Superflex leagues. I don't know why this isn't loading right now. I'll just wait a second here and see if my teams pop up. Um, so I'm just going to look at the point score, and I want to see exactly what – position Joe Burrow finished at. He, I mean, it was a tough game against the Chargers. They didn't, you know, they held him under 200 yards and they were able to kind of keep him in check and then those receivers in check. Uh, but if we go ahead here and filter by position ranking, we see Joe Burrow, uh, he was kind of down. So he ended up as quarterback 20. I think that's going to be his floor for most weeks. I kind of view him as a top 15, top 20 quarterback. Uh, and against the Browns, I really don't know if their secondary is going to be healthy tonight or tomorrow night. So uh, I'm plugging Joe Burrow in super flex lineups. You're starting Joe Mixon for sure. Uh, and then we come to the receivers. So if we look quick at the receivers for the Bengals and look at how their fantasy points uh, came out, we're just going to filter here by Cincinnati. And you see AJ Green was the leading, you know, we filter by fantasy points. Uh, he was the leading receiver for fantasy with just 10.1 points. He had a touchdown call back at the end. That was kind of controversial, virtual. but we see five receptions on nine targets and 51 yards. So this kind of feels like a floor game. Uh, I'm wondering if they do decide to get his snap counts up. We saw that he was the third most used receiver for the Bengals last week. So that might be like a slow ramp up here. And the schedule looks kind of nice for, for Joe Burrow and, uh, I guess the receivers going forward, you got Cleveland, you got Philadelphia, Jacksonville. These are all really suspect secondary. So uh, I'm totally cool with plugging in AJ Green, I think, as my wide receiver three. Just kind of kind of limit, just limit your expectations a little bit. Expect an eight to ten point floor and uh, hope for a touchdown. You know, it's, it's, I think we're going to see Joe Burrow's first touchdown pass tomorrow night. Uh, and then Tyler Boyd, he was a little bit disappointing. We'll go ahead and open up his game log here. Uh, but we see five targets, four catches, 33 yards. That's not uh, that's not going to cut it for Tyler Boyd. So I'm hoping that they decide to you know get these targets up to you know the seven eight nine range and uh, try to get him the ball a little bit more in the middle of the field. Uh, but again, I mean, as a seven point three fantasy point day in PPR league, that's that's probably going to be his worst game. So I think it's only up and up from here for Tyler Boyd. And again, we really we really like those uh, the snap counts. Uh, but we see here, let's just look at the target share for all the Bengals. So Bernard had five, AJ Green nine, 
Uzama, five. Tyler Boyd, five. John Ross, five. So you see these guys are going to be – there's five of them. Those are the leading target get, uh, getters for the Bengals. We'll see if Joe Mixon can kind of get more as the season goes on. Uh, but we see Uzama, four catches, 45 yards on five targets. Uh, John Ross, he only caught two of his five targets for 17 yards, but I'm optimistic about John Ross because he was the leading he was the leading receiver in snaps for this team. And it really only takes one play from John Ross to make your week. Uh, so I think there's, I mean, there's a small chance that John Ross catches a bomb tomorrow night for a touchdown. Uh, I think he could be a guy that you add onto your bench and see what happens. I mean, if he's going to continue to be, you know, an 80% snap guy and Joe Burrow is just going to get more and more comfortable, you know, in the offense and the NFL in general, uh, we could be getting some really nice things from, from all these receivers, really AJ Green, Tyler Boyd and John Ross. Uh, but the thing that I guess my, this is my one take for the Bengals. We see CJ Uzama here, 8.5 fantasy points last week, and He was tight end 18. Uh, and I mean, he caught four of his five targets for 45 yards. This is a floor game of about 8.5 points. I see him somewhere in that four to six target range uh, every week going forward. And, you know, the receivers are going to be the main focus, you know, the main focal point for defenses. So Uzama, he's going to be kind of running around and getting these loose coverages. And again, if you look at the snap counts here, it'll filter us down here. I mean, he had more than AJ Green. And he wasn't very far off of John Ross and Tyler Boyd. So we know the Bengals run a lot of three wide receiver sets, but they're always going to have a tight end in there. So Drew Sample's kind of more of the blocking tight end. Uzama is going to be the you know the low or the high floor PPR tight end. Uh, so I think that's going to pretty much break down the Bengals offense. Uh, and again, so I have AJ Green as a wide receiver three. Tyler Boyd's going to be your wide receiver three flex. Uh, I'm not. We're not trusting the Bengals defense. Uh, for fantasy purposes, but uh, you got to monitor Giovanni Bernard on the bench. Uh, he could be floating around on waiver wires and free agent lists, but he's nothing more than a handcuff right now. I think if something happened to Mixon, you're going to see them mix in uh, second-year running back Travion Williams. So he's another name to file away for maybe later. Uh, but then again, CJ Uzama, John Ross, I'm really watching these guys because if I get another data point where John Ross is running the most snaps and he gets another five, six targets and he connects you know, for a 40- or 50-yard play, uh, I'm all of a sudden getting more and more interested in John Ross. And then same with Uzama, because uh, if they get down to the red zone and I see a couple red zone targets for Uzama, maybe he doesn't connect. But if he's getting, again, four to six targets, you know, 40, 50 yards, uh, this could be a low floor or a high floor uh, tight end streamer for you. So I'm super excited about the Bengals. I'm not too excited about the Browns defense. Uh, and this is where we're going to pivot here. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hit back and we'll try to get to actually we can view it up here. So we're going to be looking for the, again, this is pro football reference. It's just on their homepage. You can kind of just click into a game. Uh, but right now I'm looking for the Cleveland Browns game. The Browns just got stomped 38-6 to by the Baltimore Ravens. So this game was close in the first quarter, but Lamar and company, they just pulled away and they just stifled Baker Mayfield the whole game. So uh, we're going to start with the snap counts and see who's on the field and what they're doing. Now, keep in mind, the first quarter was close. They were down by, you know, they lost by 14 in the second quarter. So we see, of course, you know, 73 plays total by the Browns offense. You see Austin Hooper. He was on the field the most of all the, you know, all the positional skill players. Uh, so he's on the field for 56 snaps, about 77% of the snaps. Uh, let's skip receivers and just talk about tight ends for now because the Browns just put David Njoku on IR. So you see Austin Hooper here with 56 snaps, 77%. Rookie undrafted Harrison Bryant, tight end here, 31 snaps, 42% snap share. He also plays a little bit of special teams, which is cool to see. 
but then we talk about David Njoku. Njoku's on IR right now. Uh, 17 snaps, 23%. And then there's Steven Carlson here too. So essentially these these 17 snaps are up for grabs that might just I mean, maybe maybe ten of these go to Harrison Bryant, and you know he gets up here, you know, above Kadero Hodge, um, and then maybe some of these go to Carlson, or maybe even more go to Hooper. So those will get dispersed. But the point is, Harrison Bryant is a, is a name, especially in dynasty leagues. He's a name to keep an eye on. Uh, I think he only had one catch. I can't remember how many yards, but <clears throat> he had a really good camp. There's a lot of good buzz about Harrison Bryant. So Austin Hooper didn't excite us, but I'm I'm watching the tight ends tomorrow to see if Harrison Bryant makes more splash plays than Austin Hooper. So back to the receiver snap counts, you're going to see Odell Beckham at 55 snaps, Jarvis Landry 52, and Kaderil Hodge here at 40, uh, Rashard Higgins at 16, Jojo Natson. So these guys aren't really relevant, but if they're going to run three wide, three wide receiver sets, it's going to be OBJ, it's going to be Jarvis Landry, and Kaderil Hodge. And then as far as running backs, this is going to be frustrating, I think, for a lot of people going forward. Uh, whether you're a Nick Chubb owner or a Kareem Hunt owner, there's I mean, you're either happy or mad, right? So you see Kareem Hunt, because of the game script, you know, down by, you know, what was it, uh, 18 at halftime. The Browns have to go pass heavy. So you see Kareem Hunt with 36 snaps to Nick Chubb's 35 snaps. Uh, the only other running back to get snaps here is D. Ernest Johnson. He's more of a change of pace, third down back. So don't really worry too much about him. Uh, but, yeah, now we got this Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb timeshare. So we're going to go ahead here and – Filter back to the top, and I just want to look at the the game logs for this uh, Cleveland Browns offense. So Baker Mayfield, 21 of 39, not very efficient, 189 yards, one touchdown, one pick, sacked twice, uh, not really much help in the rushing department. But uh, you're looking for him to be a little bit more consistent here. We thought that's why they brought in Austin Hooper. Uh, Jarvis Landry was pretty efficient with his targets, but Odell Beckham, 10 for 3, or 3 for 10, that's, you know, there's, that's, that's the number that really needs to improve there. Uh, so we'll see if Baker can kind of get more on page with Odell. Uh, and then I guess we'll break down these targets here. So you see, I guess Odell was the leading target man with 10, but only three catches for 22 yards. Uh, and the next highest targeted guy, I guess, Kareem Hunt with six, four catches on six targets, only nine yards. That's a little bit disappointing. Uh, he did fumble, but they were able to get it back. Uh, and then the next highest target guy was Jarvis Landry with five receptions, 61 yards. So Jarvis Landry is always going to be one of the more efficient guys. Uh, in fantasy. So I feel pretty safe. The thing is, I guess we have to, uh, one thing is too, is on the fantasyfellowship.com, I have this link to the Rotowire practice reports. And this is going to be a new, really good link for you. If you click on Cleveland, uh, we're going to see the practice reports here. So uh, we have Tuesday practice reports and Wednesday practice reports. And you see uh, Jarvis Landry. He did not practice yesterday. He didn't do a limited practice today. So I'm on the, I'm on the, the more positive sign about him playing tomorrow. Uh, so if he gets the you know the green light to play, I think Jarvis Landry has the opportunity to be a wide receiver three flex, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, so I like Jarvis Landry. He's going to be more efficient with Baker in the short you know middle of the field stuff, quick routes. Uh, and then you see a couple guys with three targets here. David Njoku caught all three of his targets for 50 yards and the lone touchdown uh, for this offense on the day. But again, he's on IR, which makes me look at Harrison Bryant here or Austin Hooper. Uh, but I guess before we get ahead of ourselves, the other leading target guy with three was Kadero Hodge. He's the wide receiver three here. Nothing really to monitor there yet. Uh, but, I mean, look at these tight end targets of Austin Hooper, two for two and only 15 yards. Uh, Harrison Bryant, one of two for five yards. 
so these David Njoku targets are going to go somewhere. Maybe Austin Hooper gets all of them, but I'm kind of open to Harrison Bryant, uh, maybe getting a little bit more. And I just, I don't know. I really don't know how much we learned from the Browns offense going against the Ravens last week. Uh, if you would have told me that the Baker Mayfield is going to throw the ball 39 times a game, uh, you know, this year I would have said something went wrong. So this is not their ideal game script. I think they want to keep Baker between 25 and 30 carries or 30 throws. And essentially they want to give Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt the ball as often as they can uh, in the backfield. So uh, I guess as we break down the wide receivers, I think I'm really only interested in Jarvis Landry as my wide receiver three flex in PPR leagues. And Odell Beckham, man, all of a sudden it doesn't feel so good. Like we were a little bit excited again. We kind of got roped back in the summer. Uh, but to go three for 10 on your targets, only 22 yards, uh, that's a little frustrating. So I won't blame you if you want to bench Odell. It's a Thursday night football game. Really, anything can happen. And these games tend to usually be a little bit more low scoring than we expect. So I'm kind of on the fence about Odell Beckham. If you have someone you know, on the bench or a better flex option like Naheem Hines, I think I'm going to go with the safer play there. But I get it. Odell Beckham, he's a highlight reel waiting to happen with any any, any route that he runs. So uh, for, for me, I'm kind of leaning towards not playing him. If Jarvis Landry's out, though, I think I'm going to play Odell Beckham. Uh, and then I'm probably sitting Austin Hooper. You probably draft him as your tight end one, but I just don't feel comfortable. 39 targets here for Baker Mayfield and only two of them for Austin Hooper. That's a problem. So we'll see if he can get a little bit better week two and get back into our circle of trust. But for now, I mean, I'm on high, you know, red alert with this Cleveland Browns offense. Uh, so if I go back here and look at my start sit charts again, the Browns are favored to win by six, but it doesn't feel, I mean, this feels like the Bengals could, you know, win by a field goal or something like that. So, I mean, we're starting, we're starting Nick Chubb, leave him in as your RB1, RB2. I think if the, if the Browns want to win by this, you know, if they want to cover the six, they're going to have to give Nick Chubb the ball 20 times. They're going to give the ball to Kareem Hunt, you know, 10, 12 times between, you know, carries and targets. Uh, so we're starting these guys for sure. Baker Mayfield, uh, he's, he's maybe, maybe a QB2 in Superflex leagues. Uh, let's go ahead and filter. Uh, let's filter the quarterbacks here by fantasy points. Uh, and we're going to see Baker Mayfield last week. He was QB 30 last week. So he's, I mean, he's, he is a risky play. I think I'd rather leave him on the bench and see what we got. Just watch a game of him, see how you feel about it. Uh, and just, I would just focus on this running game. Maybe only Jarvis Landry is the only, you know, receiving option here. So uh, again, David Njoku to IR. We're going to watch Harrison Bryant. We'll see what Kadero Hodge can do. Uh, but yeah, if you're, if you're new to the fantasy fellowship, don't forget, I mean, forget, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, check us out on Apple podcasts. If you'd rather listen to, uh, the podcast platform. And then I'm also on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at the fellow KGB. Hit me up with questions. Uh, you get, I mean, you can just comment at me or hit me up in the DMS or, uh, find me on Facebook too. There's, you know, the fantasy fellowship, uh, Facebook in the search bar there. Uh, but for, if you're new to the fellowship and you're at the fantasyfellowship.com, just on the homepage here, these are going to be your hot links uh, where I have my waiver wire report that I put out every Monday, Tuesday. And then uh, I have my, my start sit charts where I'm going to go through, I'm going to rank my guys, and then I'll type up about a paragraph for each team. And at the moment right now, I think I'm halfway through. Uh, so I have all the start sit charts done for the rest of you know the week two games, uh, but I'm kind of typing some things up and I'm just waiting for practice reports. Uh, so I, th I'm, I think I might be able to go live tomorrow. Uh, and discuss the noon games. And then on Friday, I think I'm going to do the afternoon, Sunday night, and Monday night football games. So uh, going forward, we're going to break this, uh, this this start sit charts 
into three pieces. We're going to do Thursday night football where I do a little bit more in-depth stuff and try to cover that uh, a little bit more well-roundedly. And then, yeah, we're going to break it into a noon podcast, uh, start sit, you know, program. And then we'll do, you know, there's like three or four afternoon games usually and then a Sunday night and a Monday night game. So uh, we got three podcasts a week coming out plus the waiver wire show. So that's going to be four shows a week. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Check us out on uh, on Twitter, Facebook, thefantasyfellowship.com. I want to say thank you for your time. I appreciate uh, anyone who's watching, leaving comments, liking the video. Don't be afraid to do that. That helps the channel grow uh, so much. So I appreciate everything that you guys do. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. We'll see you in another video. Peace.